I'm VJ Hamilton and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health. So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to up-level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom-free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Autoimmune Reset, where we delve into the complicated world of autoimmune disease and health issues to talk about and explore the underlying root cause of these conditions. And today we're going to be focusing on thyroid health. Often when I'm working with my clients, they may have already been diagnosed with a thyroid condition such as Hashimoto's, sometimes many years ago, or they may have an autoimmune condition or inflammatory symptoms and find that they are having trouble with their thyroid as well, which may become apparent when they do a test with the doctors. I have been sharing a lot about toxicity on the podcast recently, and that is because I have been working with some clients where we have focused on their guts, on their cellular health, on their hormones, and that hasn't been enough for them to see relief from their symptoms. So we've been digging deeper and that's when you start looking at toxicity. And the main areas that I look at when I'm focusing on toxins is looking at mold toxicity, heavy metals, and viral activation. Whether it's all three or one of those areas is out of sync when a client has done everything that they need to do in terms of diet, lifestyle changes, but they're still not seeing relief from their symptoms, which is why I think it's so important to raise awareness of these types of toxicities so you can make sure that you are not being exposed to them and also explore whether this might be at the root of your own condition. Heavy metals have been linked to thyroid disease and that's what we're going to be talking about on the podcast today. So let's start by talking about the relationship between heavy metal toxicity and thyroid disease because heavy metals such as mercury, lead, cadmium and arsenic are all prevalent in our environment and actually in our food sources as well. Even if you're not exposed to them in industrial processes and through environmental pollution, you can still be exposed to them in other ways such as through food and also through your water supply. And it is worth noting that you can test the water you're drinking. You can use an at-home test and they're fairly inexpensive, say about £20. You can just check whether you are being exposed to any heavy metals in your water supply. Dependent on what water you're drinking, I would just test anything that you're drinking regularly. Now, these particular metals can disrupt the thyroid function in various ways, 
because not only do they interfere with iodine uptake and the thyroid needs iodine to make those all important thyroid hormones, but they can also cause oxidative stress. And oxidative stress is where you have a buildup of free radicals in the body and not enough antioxidants to neutralize them. You can help the situation by including more antioxidants in your diet, but really to get to the root of it, you want to know what's causing the increase in free radicals in the first place. And often that can be when you have certain toxicity, especially heavy metal toxicity. Now, the research has shown that this disruption that can happen in the body can lead to thyroid disorders, such as hypothyroidism, where your metabolism is working more slowly and you're producing less thyroid hormone, or hyperthyroidism, where your metabolism is working very quickly, you're producing too much thyroid hormone, and you're having symptoms related to that. And the symptoms are very different between hypo and hyper. Hypo is everything slowing down, so that's often the type of symptoms that you will be experiencing if you have hypothyroidism, such as you may have drier skin, you may find that your hair falls out, often people losing part of their eyebrow hair, you may find that you gain weight but you're not able to lose it, you're feeling fatigued, you're feeling low, you know, you've got a very low mood and feeling depressed, those are all signs of hypothyroidism. Whereas hyper is almost the opposite of that. So you're feeling very wired, um, more inclined to anxiety, although you can have anxiety with both conditions. And you may find that you lose a lot of weight. So it's just worth observing those types of symptoms if you have any thyroid condition. And often when we're taking medications and also doing natural dietary interventions to help with thyroid conditions, we can find that we're swinging between the two. And I know this happened in my own health as well, but what can happen is you start with hyperthyroidism. Like I could never put on weight. I ate lots of carbs and unhealthy food and I just wasn't putting on weight. I don't think I was digesting my food either, to be honest. But that is a sign of hyperthyroidism. I had debilitating anxiety as well. Whereas over time, that can then develop into hypothyroidism. And it really depends on your cause because a lot of hypothyroidism is, is caused by Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune thyroid disease. It's not the one that I had. I had an issue with my thyroid producing hormones and converting them into the active form, which is quite different. The majority of people who have low thyroid function have the autoimmune condition, Hashimoto's. But there are a lot of people who are underdiagnosed who have very low thyroid hormone and are having symptoms of hypothyroidism and nothing is being done about it and that's where natural therapies can really help and removing the trigger of your thyroid issues can help you so much because whilst your thyroid is under pressure from these heavy metals it's very hard to move forward and that's why by understanding what the root of your symptoms is you can go a long way after you address that problem in the first place because once you address for example the heavy metal toxicity then every 
everything you're doing from a dietary and lifestyle perspective is going to be so much more impactful, which is why it's really important to get to the root cause of your condition. And it doesn't mean that you have to chase this for the whole of your life. There often is a one root cause. It's a number of factors. One, the contributing factors, the factors that have been there over a long period of time, like chronic stress, bad diet, not enough sleep. And then you have that trigger, which is often say a heavy metal or mold toxicity or a virus that you get that is like the straw that broke the camel's back and all those areas really need to be worked on to to have long-term relief from your symptoms. So let's talk about how mercury in particular can affect the thyroid because you can find mercury in a lot of seafood and there is also evidence to suggest that when we have dental amalgams, they can leak into our bodies through the gases that they produce. So over time, if you have mercury amalgams for a long period of time, that mercury can potentially seep into your cells, which can cause toxicity. Now, there is not conclusive evidence to support that, and I just want to emphasise that, but it is a theory, and a lot of people are getting their mercury fillings removed, especially when they're suffering with neurological issues and there is evidence to suggest that there is a link between mercury toxicity and neurological issues and if you do find that you have a high level of mercury toxicity in your body after doing say a blood metals panel which is something that I offer in my clinic then it might be something to consider especially if you have a lot of these amalgams but you do get mercury toxicity from food as well. Now studies have shown that exposure to mercury can affect the thyroid hormone levels and they can stop the production of thyroid hormone synthesis. So the creation of thyroid hormones. I often will run a thyroid panel with my clients to see where their thyroid hormones are at because at the doctors you might get your TSH tested which is your thyroid stimulating hormone. That gives you an indication of how in need your thyroid is of support because that's produced by the pituitary gland. And when that is raised, that is a sign that your thyroid is under pressure. But you really need to go down into understanding where your thyroid hormone levels are at, especially the thyroid hormone that works the most in the body, which is the T3 thyroid hormone. And you need that breakdown. And it even becomes more complex than that because your T3 hormone can be redirected to something called reverse T3, especially when you are stressed. And if you have a high level of reverse T3 and not enough of the active T3, that can cause hypothyroid symptoms as well. So there's a lot to think about. And on top of that, you also need to be monitoring your thyroid autoantibodies. If in the past you've been diagnosed with Hashimoto's and you're only getting your TSH levels tested, you really need to know what's going on at the antibody level because it's the antibodies that can damage the thyroid over time and that's what you're looking to prevent because in conventional medicine you are given synthetic hormones or natural hormones to help with your symptoms and give you the thyroid hormones that you are lacking in your body but that isn't addressing the autoimmune condition and that's where using natural therapies working with nutritionists can really help to bring down those autoantibodies 
to prevent further damage to the thyroid. Other metals that can also affect thyroid health are lead, cadmium and arsenic and they can cause disruption to the thyroid hormones, they can cause disruption to the receptors on the cells which respond to the thyroid hormones. So not only will heavy metals cause an issue with producing the thyroid hormones themselves, they can block the receptor sites on the cells, which means that even if you have plenty of thyroid hormones, your body isn't able to use them. And again, that wouldn't come up on a standard test. There are more sophisticated tests coming on the market. I'm now working with Functional DX because I have a lot of people who come to me and they have all the symptoms of hypothyroidism, but they are not seeing those results in their blood tests. And this may be the reason why. So now let's look look at some ways that you can prevent heavy metal detoxification. There's an approach that I take with my clients and we start at the beginning of finding out where the exposure is coming from. And as I said, it can be in food sources such as seafood and um, herbal teas and rice and other foods can contain these heavy metals. But it can also be to do with the environment such as old paint on walls and it can be due to having contaminated water supply, which is why it's always worth testing the water that you're drinking and making sure that you are not being exposed to heavy metals through that way. The other way that we can be exposed to heavy metals is through the things that we're putting on our skin. You might be surprised to hear that lipstick can often have lead in it, especially red lipstick and you can go to the Environmental Working Group's website, which is www.ewg.org, and you can go and put your products into their website to find out whether your products have any toxicity. And you can also use an app called Think Dirty. That's quite a good app as well that you can use. But I find the Environmental Working Group is a really great resource for checking those personal care products and makeup. Now, consuming a nutrient-rich diet is gonna be essential to support your body's detoxification process. And that's the next stage in the protocol that I set for my clients. First of all, it's identifying the trigger and removing that as much as we can from their environment or from their food sources. And then the next thing is to really work on their detoxification pathways. There's two specific detoxification pathways in the body. I am planning to talk about this on another podcast because it is quite interesting how we can aid detoxification. And also we can talk about the genetics in that as well because everyone will have different genetic variations and that can result in different parts of the pathways being optimized whereas other parts of it being more sluggish and that can create problems in and of itself. And then the last part of detoxification is digestion. So the second part of this process is making sure that your detoxification pathways are clear and that you also have optimal digestion so that the whole process runs smoothly. Foods rich in antioxidants such as colourful fruits and vegetables can really help with the oxidative stress that is caused by the heavy metals and you can bring in some nutrient-rich powders and polyphenol-rich powders such as 
acai and Indian gooseberry and leucoma and moringa powder. There are lots of different powders that you can bring in to help with oxidative stress, but be mindful of these. Make sure that you know where they come from and that they're organic because, again, some of these powders can actually be the source of our toxicity. Uh, So we can be doing everything that we can to support our health and then we get tripped up with the fact that something that we bought to be healthy is actually causing the problem and unfortunately that is just the complexities of health at the moment. Certainly nothing to feel overwhelmed about but just to always bear in mind. The other thing that I find is very beneficial for my clients as well is bringing in foods that are high in selenium, zinc and iodine. Now iodine you do need to be quite careful with because that can cause some issues for those with more of an autoimmune response. Taking a high dose of iodine when you do have Hashimoto's can accelerate thyroid cells destruction so you need to be very cautious about that but those foods can be particularly helpful especially if you have more of an issue with your thyroid health due to nutrient deficiencies or potential heavy metal toxicity which means you're not producing enough thyroid hormones or you're having an issue with the receptor sites on your cells. A great source of some of these minerals is seafood but you have to be careful with seafood because of the mercury contamination and I normally will pair my seafood with a herb or with some type of food that is going to help to cling on to the heavy metals and pull those out of my body such as for example coriander leaf and parsley are really great to pair with seafood and that's going to minimize the level of toxicity that you'll be absorbing from that seafood if there is any in that seafood. As part of this process as well it is absolutely vital to stay hydrated because that's how you're going to flush the toxins out of the body. There's no point focusing on detoxification if you're not drinking enough clean filtered water. And be mindful, if your water is a source of toxicity, then it's not going to be helping you. So make sure that you do that at-home test to understand what profile of the water that you're drinking is. Hydration is absolutely essential to support your kidney function. And when we're going through this detoxification process, your livers and kidney have a huge job to do and we need to support them as best as we can. If you are finding it difficult to drink enough water in the daytime, then you can also have herbal teas and you can flavor your water with different fruits. And you can even blend up for example, some pomegranates or some berries and add that to your water as well to make it a little bit different than just drinking water. And you also have the option to drink sparkling water. So there's a few different ways that you can make sure that you're drinking enough water in the day. Now, there are specific herbal teas like dandelion tea and green tea that are believed to specifically help with heavy metal detoxification. On top of that, if you're looking for some lifestyle interventions to help with detoxification, then sweat is a great way to detoxify your body and it gives your liver some relief from having to do it all on its own. Now you can sweat through cardiovascular exercise If that isn't an option for you, then you can also use saunas. Infrared sauna are going to go deeper into the tissue to detoxify. I find that when my clients are having regular saunas, they really see 
that their health progress accelerates more by doing that. It's just giving your body a helping hand when it comes to detoxifying. And the last part of the protocol that I use with my clients is to use a chelator. But that is only after we have made sure that digestion is optimized and that we have been focusing on their detoxification pathways. There are lots of chelators, natural chelators available that you can use, but I would always recommend working with a health practitioner, doctor or nutritionist when you're considering doing this. Natural foods that you can include in the diet that promote chelation include, as I'd mentioned, coriander leaf, parsley and blue-green algae such as chlorella can be extremely helpful. It depends on the level of toxicity in the body, whether these are enough and there are other natural chelators which can be helpful as well. So that's really the process that I will use, especially when I find that there is metal toxicity. If I'm working with a client who has thyroid issues and they have tried lots of things from a dietary perspective and they're still not seeing results, then this is something that we might look into, especially if it is evident from their lifestyle and diet that they are li more likely to be exposed to heavy metals. It's clear that heavy metal toxicity and thyroid disease are intrinsically linked, but there are things that we can do in terms of our dietary choices and also some simple lifestyle adjustments that we can make to help support our bodies with the detoxification process and promote better thyroid health. But if you would like to find out more about the blood metals panel that I run in my clinic, then feel free to get in touch. And if you have any questions about thyroid health, Hashimoto's, or any other type of autoimmune disease, then feel free to get in contact with me over on my Instagram page, which is at the Autoimmunity Nutritionist. And you can also join my free community, the Autoimmunity Community, where we have a group of individuals who are thriving with autoimmune disease. We're sharing lots of helpful information about diet and lifestyle interventions that can help with autoimmune disease. So I'd love to see you over there. And just in case you've missed it, in the show notes, I share the autoimmunity recovery plan. So if you're not sure where to start with your autoimmune condition, then feel free to download my free plan, which gives you some ideas of ways that you can start to make changes to your life today that may help with your autoimmune condition. If I don't hear from you, have a fantastic rest of your week and I'll look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.